0: to the next meeting the stuff meeting where we talk about all the stuff
1: all the time
0: <laughs> yes phil joining us today is our, a good friend nathan uh hello nathan
2: hi there lovely
0: to be here great to have you pleasure's all ours uh, now tell us a bit about what you get up to nathan in your life
2: um, good question. Um, Mr. Ben. Um, yeah, I work for a charity. Um, I work for a charity. It is exciting. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. To be
0: a good person.
2: Well, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. But, um, not sure how my wife would say that, but I work for a charity. Um, and it's a, a sports ministry charity, which again, people, I might've lost people as soon as I said that word sports ministry. What's that? Basically, um, we use sport as a way to connect with people in the community uh, and we want to share a bit about the Christian faith with them, um, which again, like I said, it, it can be a little bit of a conversation killer sometimes. No one really wants to talk about that. But they just want to play football. Um, but that's what I do as a job. And I work. You could be. I could be seen in local schools. I could be seen in local churches. I could be seen in local park. Local muggers. Anyone know what a mugger is any of you guys? Uh, Multi
0: something games area.
2: Oh, multi-use games oh, area. It's there we go. Oh, Excellent,
1: cool. There we go. It so, was like a robber.
2: <laughs> well, that's because in some parts of the world it is, mate. But in, in you know, in parks in the world it's just a multi-use games area. So <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's what I do on a day-to-day basis, so, which is um, yeah, it's good fun. It's it's uh, definitely
0: must encouraging. Must have looked different this past year. Obviously. Definitely looked
2: different. Yeah. yeah, and that's been pretty pretty. Pretty rubbish, really, I'll be honest. Um, not, doing online stuff with young people is great, but actually it's pretty dull at the same time mm. for them. Um, trying to look at my face every day it must be dreadful. So yeah, we haven't been able to do the same things we'd like to do, uh, which is obviously yeah. just like, you can a ball around in the park. Yeah, um, so, yeah definitely yeah, different issue.
0: Playing sport's not something that's easy to do online.
1: is it?
2: No, not really. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if you, if you had a go. No, not yet, of course. <laughs> well,
1: the purpose of the pod, and I would just like to put out there that it is not difficult to look at your face, Nate.
2: <laughs> oh, I appreciate but, uh, that. It's a you're, shame it's a podcast, then, front. really, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've had my eyes closed the whole time, mate. <laughs> do
1: you, Nathan, do you like it? Do you like your job?
2: Yeah, I think it's very easy, isn't it, to... to well, I necessarily, mean, us millennials, we think that we should like everything and everything should be perfect for us, but definitely take that for granted. Um, that I actually work in a job that I do enjoy and I've worked there for the last four years and only when you chat to other people who go oh it's dreadful nine to five I can't wait to get home you go actually I don't really feel that feeling you you realize how important it is so yeah I do enjoy work Phil yeah it's great good and
1: in the current climate maybe but maybe not just in the current climate how do you measure success in the realm of the charity work you were a part of
2: that's very difficult there's some things that you would be able to kind of quantify um in a successful thing whether it is um a quantitative thing like how many young people interact with us you could say that like oh we've got a certain amount of people and you could tell that to the board and the and and the the people who provide some grants for us and you could give them some quantitative data but at the same time our role is to impact and influence young people and share a little about a christian faith with them that's not very easy to measure how do you do that? Yeah. Um, and so there's a certain level of um, a, a trusting in us as ministers that what we're doing um, is is good and and, and successful, uh, and that's difficult to prove. So you have a, both sides really. So it's not very easy to do it foolproof. And some charities would do it just purely quantitative: what are we doing? How much it is? Why are we doing the impact? So I've asked us to blur the lines a little bit, um, but um, yeah, not particularly easy to do.
1: Perfect, yeah. Perfect great so usually nath we uh start the podcast by sharing something that we've changed our mind on so reason being that so often it's difficult to openly say that you've changed your mind on something and it's sometimes tempting i guess to portray having very very deep convictions that you've always held but Mm. a lot of the time you have deep convictions that you might have changed your mind on almost certainly have done doesn't have to be a deep conviction doesn't have to be a deep thought but could you share something with us that you've changed your mind on
2: definitely mate well deep conv- if it's not a deep conviction i can tell you that i changed my mind between going to weetabix I actually had crunching up this morning i was going to weetabix fat hand went to that so that's a, that's that's not deep at all but what <laughs> you probably looking breeze for- you are, mate yeah exactly what you're probably looking for i think for me I grew up in, When I grew up in Sussex, m- my parents were traditionally, or almost inherently, they were, they were Labour supporters in a very heavily conservative area. And I didn't really grow up really much, much of a passion for politics. Um, I was like, this is just completely dull. I'm more interested in kicking a ball around. But somewhere along, somewhere along the line, there was something in me that just said, you vote Labour you vote Labour, because that's what's the done thing, because if you're kind of Labour, you're basically interested in other people, and if you're Conservative, you're basically interested in yourself. <laughs> <Now> that, <laughs> I mean, I don't think my parents were particularly, they wouldn't have said that, I mean, maybe they would have said, I can't really maybe think about that, but everyone around them seemed to be Conservative. My mum and dad had less money than those around us, so it looked like that was something that you're supposed to do. So I kind of grew up with this kind of, I don't know, this understanding of, if you had a heart you kind of you went for labor because they put money back into the system they put money back into welfare they kind of seem to look out for people give handouts to people and that was what is important and i've got this perspective that if you're conservative you are pretty much just interested about your, own, uh, your own, own interests which could be said i don't know but definitely over the years i think i've come to realize those kind of prejudices or those kind of things that i've grew up with aren't necessarily the way they are so i definitely think I wouldn't say that no, I've come to the realisation that I'm really conservative, but I've definitely changed my understanding there of what, what actually, uh, where, my political, where I'm on the political spectrum, what actually they do, whether labour is exactly like that or whether uh, being on the right is exactly like this. But definitely I've come to realise that some of the conservative policies and the way things are done actually are really, really good things. But I grew up with this inherent kind of, not for any it's not really rational reason, but like, oh, you just vote left. You vote left, that's what you did. And until the first time that I was 18, I had the chance to vote, I didn't even really think about it, I just voted Labour. Because I was like, that's the dumb thing. And almost is inherently, I was like, I can't vote, concerned. Terrible, terrible. they take money out of the city, they take money, you know, stuff, whatever, it just seemed ridiculous. So there's a clear, um, I suppose, heresy, if you like it, um, of just growing up something uh, and realising that maybe it, that wasn't what it was. Uh, and I've changed my mind a little bit upon that. And probably, if you if you said to me, "Well, like, I've probably gone from being left, if I ever was, to becoming more and more right, and understanding why people do it um, in a conservative way." Mm. Interesting. I that's, like that.
1: uh, yeah, that's really interesting.
0: Yes, yeah, because you've not you've not gone, uh from one extreme to the other and gone that's wrong. It must be this, but rather you're just yeah. opening your mind to the possibility that there are good bits on both sides and trying to work out where you are on it is admirable.
2: Oh, thanks, mate. Well, I think you realise, isn't it, when when, you were, when I was at university, I thought because I went to university that I knew everything, which is completely not a, a joke, really. I think the more and more I, the grow, I grow into my, my maturity, and I'm not to know your levels of maturity, guys, of course, but <laughs> I think I realise how little I know. And the, the older I get, the more I realise how little I know. And so, therefore, I had these kind of like almost have my line in the sand at university and lots of different things but I've, I suppose I'm opening up my mind that why would I, I why would I know everything at 21 mm. and as I go out I suppose being aware that maybe I have some things already in me that I've kind of predisposed that's where my position is but actually maybe not how am I able to think like the other, uh, other people uh, maybe they have a different way of doing things and maybe that's possibly right it's not just inherently wrong because I've always been told that way I don't know that was what yes.
0: i say I like that I think that's the most important thing in life that we can learn is that we don't know anything.
2: We don't know everything. that's well, good to be on the pod then guys. I'm glad you guys are gonna give me some answers yeah. by the end of this uh, <laughs> this time.
1: I thought you were gonna say the most important thing we can learn is that the Conservative Party isn't that bad. And I was gonna say, What? <laughs> Do you watch no. the news? <laughs> that's a good yeah. one, Nate. And that I imagine that especially with some of the news this week, that some of the themes you touched on, especially the idea I think of People being portrayed within certain communities as nasty or evil or selfish, maybe just selfish. I think we'll, that will come back up because there's been some stories on that, those sorts of themes this week. Mm. Uh, yeah. Ben, how about you? Is there anything that you've changed your mind on?
0: I think, um, yes, I was thinking of more broad things this week. And I thought of, I think, how much view of friendship has changed over the years. Um, mm. And Well, you found some. <laughs> I found out what one was, and uh, <laughs> no, I think similar to Nathan, that kind of time at university when you kind of you're fresh and you know everything, and you meet basically you meet a lot of people in a short space mm. of time, and you have quite a, a um, intense time with them. And I think my view. Or my my definitely my desire was just anyone I met I was just gonna be my friends and i was gonna talk to them all the time like and I'm gonna have I have so bet many... I love that that's great we have yeah. so
1: many friends just for the purpose of the pod we are all friends from uni and I can tell you Ben for a fact that feeling was not mutual. <laughs> <laughs> But what's changed
0: then? What's changed is I've realised it's not possible to continue the depth of friendship Mm. necessary for existence with everyone that you meet or everyone that you quite like. But rather, it's important to have those deep, kind of accountable friendships with a a, a special few who are able to kind of be by side and guide you in important times rather than the kind of hundreds of shallow friendships Not that Mm. shallow friendships are a bad thing, but rather those friendships that don't go as deep, which are also necessary. So I think I saw being a friend as like, I I realized I'm making my hand movement, which you can't see, um, on the kind of surface level. And I think I ended up in a situation where I had quite a few friends, friends in inverted commas, on the surface, but then realized that actually those, Mm. you need to make those deeper friendships.
2: Isn't there some evidence or so that, particularly some uh, studies that said that, oh, well, I don't know how they come to this conclusion, you only need seven friends, seven good friends, apparently, for your life, is what you'll do. Mm. So, have you like got on that, the then?
0: inside circle kind of thing?
2: Okay, yeah, like an inside circle. So, yeah, we just have to think long and hard about whether we, you want me and Phil to be part of that. that yeah, I'll friends. let
0: you know. I'll send over a, um, a contract when I've written it up. see <laughs> what we can do.
1: Five to go.
2: <laughs> can I uh,
0: change my built. mind on
1: something? I've changed my mind or something, guys, and oh, in the midst of political affiliation and the nature of true friendship, I have changed my mind on whether Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark is a good movie or not.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. I'm intrigued way. Much more way.
1: important. Much deeper. So I thought that it was good. I'd concluded that it was a good movie throughout all of my life, up to about a week ago, when I watched it again and thought, this isn't good, this is boring. And what was even worse is I (sighs) roped my wife into watching it and I knew that it was boring as it was on. So it was just a bit rubbish, really. That's a shock. Hey, that (laughs) is a shock. I was
2: surprised, very surprised.
1: There is a really good scene where a stuntman slides under a car and then kind of whips onto it. That scene is great. Are you sure it's a stuntman,
2: man? I'm sure it was Harrison Ford. All actors in Hollywood do their own stunts, mate.
1: Only if they're Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> my, he's my, I love Tom Cruise. But yeah, no, that's it. That's it. So nothing more than that, really. Disappointed. Wow.
0: So nothing yeah, particular. anything particular that really made you realise?
1: Well, there are a few things. I knew that we were on Rocky Ground when there's an actor. It, it's weird, right? There's an, They're in Nepal and they've dressed up a man in latex makeup to look like he's Asian. <laughs> and they've made... And it's atrocious it's so bad you can see through they've made like really big eyes on his face that you can see through and it is so peculiar and it's nothing to do with the plot it's the strange thing and then I thought right, this is a bit odd and then as the film went on I was just felt like do you know what I'm bored I don't actually care about the the arc in the film for the record oh, well. um, so changed. yeah that was it that's it entirely wow. yeah
0: so do you think obviously the film's not changed it must have been you
1: it must have been me. Now, I did watch soon after The Last Crusade, and I can confirm that that is still quality. Sean Connery um, and Harrison Ford. Oh, that is the. Yeah, I so, I'll have to watch it, it again. Be-
0: see if yeah, uh, we- my see mind's been destroyed as well.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but well, there we
0: are. Well, 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 there we are. We all change our minds. It's okay. Don't worry about changing your minds. Change your mind all the time. Time for the news. We got? I'll mention the, uh, the vaccine rollouts. Um, the UK are doing pretty well, particularly England. Um, so, yes, the UK are rolling out vaccines pretty well. As of a couple of days ago, I think it was 10.5% of the population mm. uh, vaccinated. Compare that to Israel, not doing that well. Israel are are flying at forty-five percent of their population.
1: They're crushing. They are
0: uh, crushing it. UAE are at twenty-six percent. This is as of the thirtieth of Jan, I think. Um, United States at six point nine, and then we've got this curious case of Europe, where we've got like two point one percent of Germans, one point six (laughs) percent of French. Um,
2: Well done, Britain.
0: Just I was gonna say, it's always
2: good to be in those countries i'm sure it's, <laughs> it's just
0: it's interesting as a couple of decisions that the eu made in kind of not rolling out as quickly as they could have lots of things to get signed off um and then macron came out and seemed to kind of blame the uk a bit and say <laughs> what why are you not giving us it or something like that um and I just thought it was we should big up the UK and say good job, guys. Well done, doing doing a good job. Mm. But I was gone.
1: I was gonna say I don't mean to be. I don't mean to pee on your chips in the well done phrase. But fantastic. there's a definite.
2: i was say who does that? Is that something I'm doing? That then? is not a phrase.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's usually put a bit cruder, which I you know. <laughs> so I've amended. I made it PG, but oh, nice. the. There is a difference. England have been doing very well on their vaccinations. Wales have been a lot slower, for example. But all things considered, good job, UK, organisationally. And vaccine. who do we say
0: who do we say yeah. well done to? I'm a bit confused in this because do you, normally when something happens, if it's bad, government bad, horrible government. If something good happens, who do we say well done to? With this, because we can't say well done to the government.
2: I think it's Sakir Starmer, surely. Sakir <laughs> Starmer, because he's, he's the one been pushing him in the Commons. That's what people would say. They wouldn't have done it in the arms wasn't it? Was bit, I don't, I don't really know. It's a good point to be honest. George maybe Matt, in. yeah, well, Matt Hancock, I suppose, but as health Definitely secretary. Not and, him. Exactly, but it's that's it's the thing, love. isn't it? He has the titles, so that you kind of think, well, he looks the most mm. obvious.
0: So, if something goes well, we tend to say thank you to all the all like the NHS, which obviously done a great job. We thank them, and that's great. But obviously, if it if it wasn't working, maybe should it, have it.
2: It would a, be clap a, a, for, a clap
0: for I clap for Matt. Matt. <laughs> not sure that's <laughs> going to catch on. <laughs> maybe <laughs> let's a sarcastic mean. clap. Maybe
2: yeah, no, it's a West Midlands <laughs> around the UK. Definitely not in other areas.
0: But yeah, it's, it's uh, a hopeful time, I think, with this uh, vaccine rolling out, and hopefully, as we find out a bit more about it, uh, we'll uh, be able to get back to a new kind of normal, normal.
2: Who, are the, who are the people we really uh, looking in europe who are, the wooden spoon who are in the race for that who, do we know who the people are are uh, the people the countries
0: oh i don't i know i don't have like a list of that france oh. france are behind the likes of slovakia which is surprising, um, oh, that is surprising. with just 1%, one percent 1.6 percent
1: 1.6 that is so did you say the uk 6.9 uk is 10.5 the US, sorry, was yeah,
2: the US, yeah, yeah. US, and actually, I also thought I saw um, earlier on that Serbia was very high up as well, mm. percentage wise. Which is just fascinating. Maybe that's one of me to have those kind of perceptions of the, of places in Europe and, and, and stuff. But it seems to be there. It just seem to be any rather a reason between anyone in Europe. You think that Germany would be up there straight away, um, yeah. but yeah,
1: it is interesting because they did. Um, there was a big drama with the vaccination rollout to the Northern Ireland. So it seemed that the EU, and I don't know, I mean, how this kind of developed, but it seemed that the EU had originally, were going to give vaccinations to Northern Ireland, I think across the border that they've set up post-Brexit. But then when they realised they weren't going to have enough, they said that they weren't going to give it to Northern Ireland. I think that's how it happened. And then there was a bit of rah, rah, rah in the news and there was a big about face about Allowing basically the vaccinations to go through to Northern Ireland through the Republic of Ireland. So that was a bit. It was interesting, especially in the context of what you said, Ben, about not flagging at positive news. It did feel like, especially in the run-up to Brexit, that every single time the UK government made an error, it was it was in your face everywhere. It felt, and then there was sort of a little bit of a hiccup this week of the UK doing really well with vaccinations and the EU seemingly mm. changing their plans on Northern Ireland, and then it kind of just disappeared out into like, the ether, mm. and it, the whole story went. And it does seem there's a really big blame culture when it comes to, like you say, criticism towards particular individuals in the government, and then praise for institutions of the government, but not necessarily the people.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. interesting,
0: because there's lots of different... I, I, I remember, I don't know if this is still the case, it was a few days ago I read it, about the the Oxford's vaccine has still not even been approved by the EU. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, you have to, there's a requirement to print it in 24 languages, which is one of the big hold-ups, reportedly. So, like, it's... Really? It's, things like that.
2: Wow. Yeah. To print what, well, sorry, in 24 languages? To print a label. Oh, a label, I was going to say, because it's, it's just a, it's, an, it's a vaccine, it just goes in yarn, right?
0: Mm, you've got to make sure That's you okay. can read it, though.
2: That's
1: really oh, okay. what I at.
0: But reportedly, one of the things
1: reportedly it, oh, wow. there was there's a really interesting story i can't remember which part of the Soviet Union it was, but they were holding up train production at one point uh, the manager of a particular branch was holding up train production because they were told they had to paint them red, but they only had green paint, so there was a massive <laughs> kind of backlog because they didn't have the right paint to put on the trains before they could leave the the, the factory. <laughs> it just kind of feels a little bit like that, not. Like the European Union is a Soviet Union, of course. Just kind of that idea of really—that's <laughs> that's the rule. Like, can't you just? Yeah, yeah. Don't be
0: silly. Yeah. In other news. In other news.
1: So there was some news about. I don't even know where the story starts. Really, it's to do with GameStop, which, as far as of I course. can tell, is like a US version of Game. Have you seen yeah. this name?
2: I have some this. Uh, yeah. So,
1: my my knowledge of the stock market—you might be surprised to know—is non-existent. But <laughs> but you, do, semi- you do yourself
2: a disservice there, mate.
1: Well, I do have some virtual stocks which um, I've now can't access because I forgot my password. So, <laughs> they were doing really well, trust me. But they, um, from what I can tell, and Nick, you can you can scrub this up for me because I'm, i'll no doubt butcher this someone sent me a message <laughs> today explaining that what basically happened is there's a way of playing the stock market through something called shorts so yeah. you essentially loan shares off someone for a p- agreed period of time in the anticipation that the price of them will drop so you loan That's great, stock, yeah. you sell it at the current price expecting the price to drop and then you buy it cheap so that when yeah. it comes back to its normal price, you've made money. So yeah. if I was, for example, expecting Chelsea Football Club to tank in the market tomorrow, I'd loan a share of Chelsea Football Club, I think. Yeah. I'd sell it at the current price, let the price drop tomorrow, say, when they sack their manager again, and then when the price... When I've bought
2: it... I find that can... highly offensive, by the way. Thomas Tuchel is here to stay before... the <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the next bit of news that is, actually. and <laughs> I think then, so when I have bought it at the current price, I sell it, the price drops, I buy it back, and then I give you the share that I borrowed from Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. I've then made money. So that's the idea behind shows. That is correct, yeah. Is that, am I, okay. So then I think what happened was someone on Reddit noticed that a hedge fund had loads of shorts in GameStop. So they bought a whole load of stock from them.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh sorry, no, they'd loaned a whole load of stock, expected the price to fall, but this guy on Reddit went around Reddit and told everybody to buy the stock. <laughs> <laughs> so the price went through the roof. Yeah. To the point, I think it went above like thirteen billion dollars mm. that they couldn't pay to buy the stocks back after they'd sold them to give to the people they'd loaned them from. So basically a guy on Reddit or some people on Reddit played the wall street so well that they've made a hedge fund go bust because they can't afford to pay back what they need to, to give the stocks they've borrowed back yeah. to the people they borrowed them from. Is that right,
2: Nath? That is right, mate. That is right. I don't actually know if actually any of them have gone bust or maybe they have, but <clears throat> I was re- reading something earlier actually that, that, I suppose there's, there's a funny thing on read where there's a, a, a kind of a, a community of people trying to say, hold the line. There's lots of memes about like, don't sell anything. No, and they realise if one person sells, then obviously it will go down again and the hedge fund will be fine. I think I saw one of the hedge funds had 12 billion in assets at the beginning of, this, of January and now is down to 5 billion. Um, but apparently... And what the hedge funders will do now is they'll short other things to compensate. So actually, probably longer term, they know that the stock will come down. So it's not so. so that was a great prank. Annoyingly, the people that I actually heard today that Reddit had taken down some of the, um, the conversation, as had Facebook and our Instagram, had had some influence of some sorts. And it's obviously because they protect the big, they protect the Bruces of this world. The bit of the hedge fund managers called Bruce, always called Bruce. They protect them. And so therefore they're basically some of the big companies are, are, would, would rather the hedge funds do well than, than the, the, the members on Reddit. So I'm hoping they do hold the line just to give I think they're giving a bit of a two fingers to the uh, to the hedge funders, but we'll see what happens.
1: But it's it's really interesting that because I saw some news today that people in Wall Street now want to introduce some regulation to stop people doing what these people on Reddit have done. But it just feels like, isn't that kind of how it works though? So if it's going to be a free market and you're kind of going to invest in things and see what happens, it needs to be surely free if it's going to be fair at all, if it is fair, But it is, I found it a little bit, I have found it. I don't want to say I found it funny because it's not funny because if people are losing money, ultimately the knock on effect is that is going to affect people's lives. And it's not funny, but the kind of the concept of people banding together, spotting something and then Mm. trying to kind of set something up to play the system and, (laughs) and get something out of it. It's quite admirable in a sense, but there is a lot of gross kind... It feels like a gross mentality when people are thinking, oh, well, the rich, they deserve it. Like, they've made their money from stealing, so now they've lost their money from stealing, even though it's not technically stealing. It's it's a bit of a weird culture to be a part of, isn't it? It's kind of like it just feels like born from a bit of jealousy and envy particularly when when when,
2: when a community comes together which i wouldn't say is uh, particularly the greatest bit of community on the internet uh, there seems to be haters and all manner of things so when it comes together to seem like it's doing something together but actually you're going morally this probably isn't that right uh yeah. and actually it might have a, it might have quite an, a huge effect although hedge fund manager i'm sure there is um many of them who are uh corrupt and and i'm sure as many of them are pretty law-abiding and actually that will have a huge effect on the economic systems in america but obviously there's loads of keyboard where just go hey hold the line excellent guys
1: (laughs) yeah it's just so peculiar isn't it because part of me thinks oh so you've been caught out playing your own game essentially this you you take the risk when you borrow those shares you're taking the risk on yourself because you've got to buy them back obviously to give them back so you're taking the risk on yourself and you've basically been caught cold doing that. It just feels a little, it's just a very weird culture, isn't it? When it comes to like the rich and the not rich and the let's bandy together to stop people making money. But then, you know, there's all sorts of questions in there (coughs) about the legitimacy of making money that way. But Mm. it's interesting news.
0: I read today that they they carried on as well. and The the price of silvers. Yes, I did see
2: that.
0: A similar aim, it sounds like. It's
1: very clever. It is very clever how it works, the stock market, when you put it... I mean, it's obviously... There's big gains to be made because you take on a lot of risk, but... It's a fantastic
2: film, isn't it? Um, Quite high difficult to understand and watch, but The Big Short, uh, which you might have seen... I'd recommend it highly. It was obviously all about the uh, twenty-eight, uh, two thousand eight, uh, obviously Wall Street crash and therefore the recession. The, you know, um, all based upon people shorting the housing market in America and all the banks that did that. Um, it's fascinating. They it talk a lot about shorts in that and some of the stuff that goes completely over my head. But it is really interesting stuff. I'd recommend it highly. The Big Short got a great, great stuff, great cast. Brad Pitt, oh, Steve Carell, lovely cast. Ooh.
1: That sounds good. So that's oh, okay. That's uh, that's very topical. Something for us to go and learn there. Thank you, Nathan. Definitely
2: appreciate okay.
1: it. Yeah, I've probably almost definitely butchered the explanation of the shorts, but it's uh, that will be almost only in the news for a bit. I would think. No, I so, understood I'll, it, mate.
2: No, as well it was well explained.
1: Oh, thanks, guys. Um, you got the lines on the, um, but on the topic of Chelsea Football Club, because uh, very topical. Because I imagine, although whether sacking Frank Lampard would have affected how much Chelsea's worth is another question I could put to you, Nathan. Uh, but <laughs> they've got a new coach as of last They wrestling. have indeed. Oh, yeah. Is it Tuchel or, or Tuchel?
2: I'm not going to try and pretend I, I know how to pronounce it. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Thomas Tuchel, which, again, sounds French. I don't know why I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I've got a news link, uh, like, so a stat link to this. Where do you think, Nathan, you, you oh. might know as being a Chelsea fan, of course, but one for Ben, where do you think Frank Lampard who is sacked whilst we were podding last week by the way Ben. Oh my goodness. He was sacked last week so this is as recent as we bring it up. He was there for 18 months as Chelsea manager. Where do you think he comes on the list of longest serving managers under Roman Abramovich the current owner? So, when when did he take over? Um uh, 16 years ago I think Abramovich took over.
0: 16 yeah. 16 years. So you're asking, so I'm assuming it's going to be quite high up.
1: So I'm just checking it's 16. I think it's 16. Let's say, let's just say for the sake of argument, even though it probably destroys the argument, it is 16. Nathan's <laughs> counting on
0: his fingers. He's
1: taking
2: I'm <laughs> trying to count. I'm, I'm going to you saying where is he at? And the longest serving managers? I'm going to say probably he is third or fourth, or <laughs> probably fourth. Any
1: advances, Ben? Uh, fifth. Fifth. Oh, do you know what? Technically, you're both right. So, <laughs> Jose, they've on the list that I've got, they've registered him twice for both of his stints. So, if you if you take his as two stints, uh, you are right, Ben. He's fifth. If you look at Jose and you put all of his time in one chunk, then uh, Frank is fourth, which is a terrifying wow. thought. It's a long list, you know. So, uh, who else
0: in the who else in the top three out of interest?
2: Is it Colin Angelotti?
1: Correct, Carlo Ancelotti. And then, and I think this is surely the one who got away, Nate. Surely you should have kept this one on a bit longer.
0: Conte. Conte.
1: Yes, he's he's just under Ancelotti. So only by a month. And then it's Frank, Frankie Lamps. So there we go.
2: Fucking <sighs> really. It does bring success.
1: <laughs> yeah, they've won a lot, haven't they? They so. have. I mean,
2: imagine being an Arsenal fan. I mean, that would have been really, really difficult. <laughs>
1: Well, do you not think you should have kept Avram Grant in a little bit longer? That's all they have.
2: The one that got away, mate. that is the one that
0: got away. Definitely. Portsmouth legend.
1: Absolute legend. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all I had. I saw on the news this week, boys. I don't know if there was anything else in there, was there?
0: Uh, we wasn't. There was a bit of a carry-on from something we spoke about last week with social media and uh, making it harder to kind of post unkind things. Um, and... It's been on, it was on BBC Breakfast. they brought up the suggestion. This is mainly, I think, in the conversation about uh, uh, racism in football and, and the social media abuse that um, players are receiving. And the suggestion was an idea of uh, needing photo ID to, to get a social media account, for example, as a way of uh, preventing people from, I guess, trolling, or in addition to that. Making it possible to find people who uh more, more easily possible to find people who are racist or abusive online.
2: Hmm. Fine, interesting.
1: So, just in terms of a conversation we had, I think it was last week with Shumi, she yep. mentioned one thing she would change is if you were going to be an online troll or an online bully you need to use your real name or yep. you need to be identifiable through it. So that's kind of, a, I guess, an exact carry on mm. from that. What, what do you think of that, Nath?
2: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? I was, I was thinking about the ins and outs of how I'd actually work with photo ID, whether you need to go down to the local post office and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and chat to Janine. And she said, yep, yeah, you are your photo, great, you can get a Facebook account. Like, I don't really know how that It does sound like a good way of doing it. Um, obviously uh, in this current climate we're all indoors, it wouldn't really be much help anyway because no one would see who the person is. But yeah, I do think there's definitely some kind of accountability I, with all this whole discussion of racism in, in football and, and obviously naturally players come out and say it needs to stop and I completely agree with them but obviously to what extent just sh- saying stuff doesn't really act like, you know, the freedom that, that are, are, are the generation coming through and the generation before, whoever is racist, they have on the internet now, it obviously just where people have put things in place for people to be as free as possible without realising some of the regulations that might need to be in place or the implications of that. And I don't really know how you do that, which is a difficult thing to yeah. say. Um, but is that's the classic are... case of a... Go on, Ben.
0: Yeah, there just aren't rules. They're, the rules are there, aren't they? And it's just difficult to enforce. And in, in a situation where people feel much more free to say what they like, as we've just discussed before, even if they don't agree with what they're saying, Exactly,
2: you're exactly right, and I I think it's something that we need to be careful of in our society, even myself, of actually just um, feeling very kind of like heart-driven with what we do, and actually not really thinking, you know, many of us, oh, that just sounds like a great idea, or yes, that person should be allowed to say that, and actually not thinking of implications of that on society, rather than just, oh yeah, just freedom for all, Um, actually sometimes freedom for all um, might look different, um, rather than just everyone just giving it, and obviously now we're seeing the effects of that, of the freedom, of freedom of speech in this country.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. I think photo ID is a bad idea for social media.
1: Why do you think that, Ben?
0: Don't
2: know yet. <laughs> he's not sure. He's not, happy, he's not happy with his current haircut, so you have to, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're going to have to keep updating them every six months. <laughs> <laughs> I will, but it'll be the other, my haircut will be going the wrong way. It'll be going into my head to see oh, what I But I think it's interesting. In theory, I think... I it seems like you know probably the best idea we have because if you want to fight racism, probably the best way is for it to be obvious who the racists are and for people to act accordingly. That doesn't mean... And this would be the worry attacking people but kind of trying to demonstrate why people are wrong and then just leaving them to go and be wrong and restricting kind of access to normal human conversation sort of thing or kind of interactions at least. But I think the difficulty with... Under underlying that is with faux ideas it does feel like the barrier or the obstacle being put in place to stop racists is we know who you are and we know where you live and maybe an element underlying it of mob justice in that now that doesn't nece- that's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself because social stigma is a really good way to get rid of some really undesirable things in society like racism so yeah. I, I, especially if people are being racially abused because of yeah, it won't be for footballing reasons, but if footballers are being racially abused by anonymous accounts, that's a real problem that social media has to get its house in order to fix because it can't oh, be allowed history. to happen. It's just about, I think my worry with some of the mentality of using photo ideas, the slope of even now it seems very difficult to define what racism is. I think you can come up with some really good definitions to make it really worthwhile to say, right, if you're saying this, you can't be on social, not you can't be on any social media, but private companies have the right to say, we don't want that on our platform. The difficulty is, and you've seen, we saw this on Twitter recently, is it doesn't necessarily tie into just racism, just the obviously evil ideas. It can bleed into other things. If you kind of say, well, if you have an overtly right wing perspective on Mm. an, an issue, and we don't feel that's right, well, we've got your ID, we know where you live, we've got your contact details, and those are now accessible to everyone who disagrees. It it just feels eventually like that could be dangerous, even if I can appreciate right now the reasons Definitely. for it. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: this is why you guys are having this conversation in this podcast, uh, to have a bit of dialogue uh, and chat a about it, because even me, th- me thinking about it now, it's like, actually, like, Obviously, we want to eradicate these crash things in the world that's just unhelpful to everyone, racism itself. But obviously, many of us, uh, if we actually be true to ourselves, know that we make mistakes. And unfortunately in the past, if a person has made a racist mistake, you give an example of someone like Liam Neeson, you know, a couple of years ago in the press, obviously saying about how mm. um, that thing where he said, actually, I, I was racist because I was searching out a black man because um, my daughter had been raped or something, like that, and I was searching out a black man, and that was racist. And he, re- he, he said, I, I admit to my racism, but I've changed now. Mm. But actually, if we have that photo ID of someone when they're 18 and they make a comment online... Think about the prospects of that person if we have a picture of them for the rest of their life. What they are tarnished with. I'm not saying that therefore that they they haven't done wrong, but actually there's a certain level of how do we how do we how do we clamp down upon these things, but also learn to forgive at the same time. Because it, imagine if I said something, and then for, and then every job I ever knew, they knew they had this picture of oh yeah, he's associated because he was a racist when he was 16. He said this word. Here's his picture, uh, and that would be really really difficult. I think going forward to kind of install any kind of consequence for people
0: it might be yeah it might be what it takes isn't it to to actually to, to make an example of people like that maybe it Perhaps would be a good thing, worth yeah. the step we need to take to, to maybe you're it. Right. i don't know
1: I mean, it, it's int- it comes down to questions about how do you make cultural change like long lasting and helpful cultural changes at the minute like lots of the cultural norms and ideas and definitions shift quite quickly and then we turn around almost immediately say, that's not allowed anymore. That's not how you talk about things now. And that can be good, like obviously some, I think generally speaking, we, we tend to make progress in terms of caring more about how people feel and comments that were previously made that shouldn't be made, should never have been made now calling them out, which is a good thing, but it does just, in terms of making long lasting cultural change, if the definitions and the ideas are changing themselves quite quickly, how do you go about attacking and destroying evil ideas and combating yeah. them? It's hard. It's hard. Really hard.
0: But speaking of changing things, why don't we discuss our things for this week's uh, Things I Would Change section?
2: <laughs> Stuff I
0: Would Change.
2: Stuff I Would Change. Hmm. Um... Hmm. You know, actually, I actually did think of two things. And I you, maybe we can, I could, I'd share two of them, both of them. I know you can pick the one that's interesting, the other one that's boring. Um, two things, right, I'd change. Um, similar in the lines of some of the stuff we've talked about already, I would get rid of any kind of internet algorithm that, whether it's YouTube or Facebook and stuff, that, that feeds into this idea of providing me with ads that are catered to me. In many ways, as, as a consumer of mm. YouTube, I love the fact that I get recommended stuff that I want to watch. However, it creates a clear bubble. We're using bubble as a great word to use at the moment. But it a clear bubble of my information, my knowledge, that I don't receive anything that I don't already agree with. And actually, if I if I have a, a certain opinion upon something on YouTube, I never receive any recommendation or see anything that suggests actually maybe what another person thinks. I just see so-and-so roasts so-and-so. You know, whatever, that's I see of my opinion. And I think... It'd be very difficult to do, but I think it's really to really be careful as a culture with uh, feeding side of recommending and reinforcing people's positions without giving them any understanding of no. uh, what another people's position are. So I would get rid of those things. Mm. Would you, would you put
0: one in that actually puts up some opposite views and an yeah. algorithm that gives opposite as well as the one. Oh,
2: that'd be lovely. People would hate it. Absolutely hate it. There'd be loads of complaints, but I'd, that's what I'd love.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it'd be good
2: for me as well, really. But um, yeah, that's one thing I'd change.
0: Yeah.
1: Nice. That's, I think that's a good one because that's like a really practical,
0: mm.
1: clear, yeah. kind of focused one. Nice one, Nath. That's so, interesting.
2: Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I've, I've, I've got another thing. And again, this is just me. You can, you know, see if this is interesting or not. But I was thinking about this more and more. Again, this isn't foolproof. Sure. I'd actually be interested about changing. Um, I don't know if it's changing, but making national service compulsory. Ooh. Oof
1: out left field or or right field I should
2: say well I'm just interested this is not something (laughs) I completely agree (laughs) but I'm really interested in um, our society uh, in our responsibility uh, in a sense of duty in a sense of service um, and and that's
0: what we need to give us a kick up the bum of responsibility
2: I think Maybe. there's a certain level of like, yeah, just freedom, do what you want, no one can tell me what to do what you want, which is oh, great. But actually, at the same time, I, I think actually having some of the structure for two years, and everyone I spoke to who've done it in other countries, like Israel or whatever. Um, I've said it's been really, really difficult, but I've grown so much through it, perseverance, being understood understanding, to put oneself into a community and work together as a team. That's an interesting thing I might be interested in changing. There we go. We've laid it out there. We'll have to Infra- talk about that. <laughs> not,
0: I talk about that. I think that's a whole uh, whole episode, isn't it?
1: Oof, that's uh, yeah. I'd never even, not yeah, not even on the radar. We, um, that's a really interesting one. I'd never ever considered that. My uncles, I think, would have done compulsory service. I'm sure there's, uh, I remember the mention about polishing their boots and getting everything ready for for particular things. And I remember thinking there is a certain charm to that kind of. Being regimented, even if it's for a period of time, I guess.
2: Yeah, my wife would laugh and laugh at it. She'd laugh so much for says, as a as a creature who rails against the routine in our house regularly, because <laughs> I'm a lazy idle man. Uh, the idea of bringing some kind of routine into into society <laughs> where you're structured to it is quite laughable for me. But I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about a bit recently, Um and yeah, uh, maybe interested in changing that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Phil? What,
1: what, about you, you what about you guys Phil? Well I'm gonna have to, have to rewind <laughs> my brain here because that's uh, that's what really got me thinking because one of the things I thought of a few things I was gonna mention so this one seems most natural now. I, I'm i really struggling with the current Covid restrictions and limitations particularly because of the lack of routine actually that, that it encourages and I'm very blessed at the moment in that for, for the last week and at least this week I've I've got some regular work that I'm leaving the house to go and do and then come back which is great but it's kind of made me realize how much I appreciate that and how important it is to have regular things that you kind of put your mind to in the day and go mm. and do and come back using energy and kind of all the basic things that ordinarily you would just kind of I guess get on and do you can't do so I'm really so I would change a lot of the COVID restrictions that are currently in place, particularly around schools being closed and people's work. And I think that ties in a little bit with what you just said, Nathan, about national service, because taking out the discussions and the considerations about the military or the army and what you would do whilst on national service, there is something, especially I think for young people, because I've been speaking to to young people via uh, online all week, there's something really important about building healthy routines and habits that yeah. they cannot do at the moment. A national service may be, even if a peculiar way, in lots of, in a lot of ways, might be a is a really interesting idea. I can't get past it. It's such a good, that's such an interesting idea. I can't get past it. Ben, what would you change? I'm just intrigued by that, dude. I think um, you could make your own. Got to make your own structure, have you, in your house. Is that possible? What, what in what way? What for? So, because genuinely, for people who don't have, I guess, an end goal in sight. Because this has been—we're now—we are approaching twelve months since the initial yeah. stay-at-home message. If you've not, if you've been furloughed or you're not in work, yes. At the moment, what what do you build into your structure? What jobs do you give yourself to keep yourself occupied, Ben? Do you reckon?
0: Uh, I get up at the same time, um, eat well. Exercise (laughs) and within that structure of the day, you can complete your hobbies and tasks like your shopping and your reading and your fixing the shower that you've been waiting to fix. That's if you've been, you know, if you've not got anything and like (laughs) furloughed.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, I feel like it's for the first period of time, I think the first six weeks or so that sounds really reasonable i think it's it's a really big slog for people for so long now and i i do worry that the odd job and task that people probably have have outlined and set is probably not being done now for some other reason either not having the means to do it maybe and i feel like it's such a difficult thing to set a routine and stick to it if between say nine in the morning and nine at night there is nothing for you to do i think there's some really deep-seated issues we're creating by keeping people at home idle saving but, lives
0: um, isn't it saving lives
1: that's the uh, that's how the me- it, you sound too, it sounds too cynical to say that that's how the message because that i don't mean it in a cynical way Of people don't think they're saving lives it's just a question i think it's probably sounds outrageous but it's a question of proportion isn't it if we are creating some real deep-seated mental health issues we're affecting people's work and ability to feed their children we're making it very difficult to pay for the nhs as it previously existed and we're limiting the healthcare available to people now in the interest of protecting public health it seems like a really difficult hurdle Um, to get over but i don't but i don't mean it in a cynical way of i am Everything that's been done is wrong, and it's it's wrong to try and stop the spread or anything like that. Mm. Obviously, but it's just something I've I've been struggling with a lot more more recently. Yeah. So. I think a lot and of and people would. Yeah, I just with say, It does tie into what Nathan said about national service and some of the benefits that come from that. But.
0: Yeah, mm. I think a lot of people will be struggling, um, and I think
1: I think you're right. And one day we'll be able to look back and decide
0: whether we think we did the right thing.
2: Well, exactly. I mean, when you've got, when you're in a year's time, and you've got, you know, emeritus professors from the Royal College of Medicine, you know, saying to you about this is where mental health was gone over last year. You'll be able to give a concrete answer with some empirical evidence. Um, <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Well. Yes. Because they're queuing up to join. Nate. They're, they're queuing up. Um, we've got Chris Whitty. was texting me today saying, "Can I come on the pod?" Can I come on, the <laughs> pod? Chris. We've got a few guests we've got lined up first, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, well, that's nice.
2: Well, it could be good, to, you. good to have him on. Should make sure it's not around. what is it five o'clock or so? Be able to do it? Then
1: he's busy. Yeah, he's probably got something to do, is he? I imagine. Um,
0: I think we should drive on the same side of the road all over the world.
1: Well, all at the same time.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> I. I just. that a long way to get on the
2: road. That'd take
0: ages. I just think right. we should. Every country should just stick to one side.
1: So. Everybody on the right-hand side. I see, because um, I think I'll, I'm left-handers. Sounds like machine gun fire. I think going to
2: say gave a bit of reverb for you there, Ben.
0: Oh. Reverb. Um, no, it's
2: gone. It's gone. Yeah, go on.
0: I, yes, I think we should all drive on the left. I know a lot of people would have to change a lot more than if we went to the right, but I think... I'd prefer to go around the roundabout.
2: Well, I've always been interested, you said. Oh, it's fair enough. It's a good point, but People would say that, you know, therefore car manufacturers would have to change completely because they have to change you know, the side of the wheel and all that kind of stuff. But would you have to change that much? Like, is it that, like, that much of a problem? When I think about it, like when you go to France and stuff, you know, it's not like, oh my goodness, me, my car doesn't work. It's just a bit different. <laughs>
0: it's it's necessarily so, because we could all be driving on the same side of the road. Exactly. I'd really love to know, guys, guys who are listening, all six of you um, and I want to know how it happened how did we end up Some on the left someone on the right what's going on what were the thought processes who decided and who can decide to change it
2: and who can you tell us uh, who's the key person we can talk to about changing it <laughs> who do we need to get on
1: recently <laughs> there was some I think it was one of the Pacific Islands recently changed to the other side of the road and they, they did it overnight like they got uh, the (laughs) local authority kind of equivalent got out put combs up and the day after it's like so you go to bed tonight and then tomorrow is we're driving on the right hand side of the road pulling my leg right
2: that's great
1: and um but i feel like it's going to be most countries drive on the right i feel it'd be easier if we adapted to that although i'd struggle because i would struggle doing the gears with my right hand i've got to be honest
2: but that's the thing, I suppose, that's the thing in life, you know, Phil. Actually, you know, you're going to struggle, mate, but you've just got to persevere. That's what national service is all for, mate. So, you know, that's what it's about.
1: <laughs> that could be part of the training, couldn't it? Like driving on the inside of the road and in, t- in anticipation.
2: There we go. Oh. Well, there we go. We're combining all the things that we'd like to change, which is useful. Um, you useful.
1: Unison <laughs> guide. We bring it all together.
2: Great. I didn't think I'd to to guys. When I came on this, I did not think I'd find any answers, but I'm glad to say I have. <laughs>
1: You've been bringing them, Nate, so we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think that's uh, it. I've, conf- I've enjoyed that. I feel like I've got some good things to go and think about as well. So there we thank go. you for your time, both.
0: Yes. Thank you Absolute all. pleasure. Thank, thank you for having me. It's been us. an absolute dream. Well, you're always welcome. Maybe have to back sometime. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for listening. Look forward to you listening to the next one. Yes.
1: Bye. 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 Have known.
0: Thank you.